I had someone try to get me fired over the span of three weeks, like a three-week crusade to get me fired because I asked him and his wife to pull his mask up. As a barista, Amanda from Swell Entertainment made 15k a year where people treated her like sh**. Today, she's a successful YouTuber and makes enough to support herself and soon to have a place of her own. And that's why I think I save so aggressively as I do now, so I can have a house that no one can take from me. I'm Eric, co-founder of Carrot. We help creators like Amanda with their finances, and today, join us for 36 questions to fall in love with Amanda from Swell Entertainment. <laughs> we have Amanda here from Swell Entertainment. Her chosen title was being of chaos mm -hmm. she is also one of my favorite variety commentary humorous channels where if you've ever won an insider look on what is it like to go to these creator boxing events mm -hmm. or to vidcon or to twitchcon or the adult video awards <laughs> you should check out her channel mm -hmm. and i'm very grateful and excited to have her with us on the carrot podcast today yeah Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you for coming. I'm a little Shit. nervous, but you know, oh, <laughs> we're well, good. it makes you feel better. <laughs> I am always nervous on these so much. I mean, we talked about this mm -hmm. a little bit, but like I am an introvert with anxiety mm -hmm. and I've made a living out of talking to people, mm -hmm. which you've seen a little bit of that too. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm just gonna make a note of this just in case you uh, forgot you have the pimple patch on your lip. I don't know if you're meaning to leave that there. Oh, I'm going to leave it there. Okay. That's fine. I just didn't want it to be like, why yep. didn't you tell me? So, so I wanted for to make a note. So you can't see, <laughs> I've strategically positioned the camera so you hopefully can't tell. I do have a giant zit on my lip today, which is exactly what you want when you wake up and you're like, I'm going to film in high definition. I'm going to put a patch there. It's like a very like Asian people thing. They do use mm. a lot of patches, right? I did that before yeah. when I had really bad acne, but ever since going on Accutane, my face just doesn't break out yeah, the you same have, way. You have great to. skin. Thank you. I just did microneedling. This is actually a. I did the vampire facial. A <laughs> brand deal for Accutane yeah, and microneedling. And the vampire facial. Yes. Well, clearly it's worked. Maybe I need this. I've never done one in my life. Mm -hmm. I think I'm scared of it. But it really, yeah. it honestly, I was expecting it to be incredibly painful for the vampire facial and it was not at all. I think it'd be like, and it was only like sort of painful. No, it really, it was really just like someone scratching your face because they use heavy duty numbing cream. It's great. Oh, okay. So yeah. it is painful. You just have lost sensory perception on your face. I mean, temporarily because it did come back. And then even once the numbing wore off, like it was just like itchy. It's almost like if you have, I, you don't have tattoos, do you? I don't. Do you have I don't tattoos? have tattoos either. Okay. No, I keep. But let's talk about tattoos like we're experts on yeah, it. So, yeah, no, but like, well, I have a friend who's a tattoo artist. And so she was like, oh, yeah, no, that's like literally exactly what it feels like when you get a tattoo. She she was telling me to like just if it's itchy, cause she, they don't want you touching your face, obviously. So she was like, yeah, use the back of your knuckle and like tap it like this lightly. I feel like tattoos are more painful than. 100%. Especially it depends on where your body, which part of your body. But also they usually don't use numbing cream, it's my understanding. Like some tattoo artists are like vehemently against numbing cream, or at least that's what TikTok will have me believe. So, so today I've learned that I should just go get vampire facials and microneedling. Apparently that's totally yeah. fine. And then I don't have to like wake up and do podcasts with acne patches on my <laughs> face. So I also like don't really have clothes. So mm -hmm. actually for those who've watched the podcast, I'm always wearing like there's basically three things I wear. There's one, my single only gray t-shirt. Mm -hmm. I used to have two, but I lost one a few weeks ago. So there's only one. How do you lose a t-shirt? I don't know if I knew I'd have found it. So like I've I don't moved know. 16 times in my life. So I, I know I know how to lose things like from like a, like a professional moving level. But like, I know you've been here for a while, but you do travel quite a bit. Yeah. Slash. I'm just not very conscientious and good at mm. like tracking. Actually, this is a whole personality trait discussion. Mm. You probably heard of Myers-Briggs. 
which is like INTP, yes. ENTJ. There's I don't remember a, what mine is. All good. There's another one <laughs> called Big Five. It's considered to be way more rigorous. Myers versus Two Science. This one okay. it measures you across openness, conscientiousness, mm-hmm. extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism. So it spells out ocean. Mm-hmm. And conscientiousness is how good are you at things like not losing your clothes. Oh. <laughs> so I rank very low on that. <laughs> so it makes sense that I've lost my clothes. Would you say you're a very conscientious person? I mean, as far as not losing my own things, I mean, I just blame everything on the apartment goblin for my studio apartment if I lose something. Yeah, that um, makes me think you're not very conscientious. Well, that, but it's like when I think of conscientious, I just think of like, you know, being, I, I mean, I my brain just goes like respecting other people's time. Like I'm an anxiously early person. Oh, you like, were if, on time. If I could have yeah. found parking, I would have been here 10 minutes earlier. No, no you <laughs> like, were super, for those of you who don't know, we were, she came, you came on time. Okay. I've worked with creators in town who I love them to bits and pieces, but they'll come like an hour late and be like, hey, Honestly, am I that good? drives me crazy. Yeah, so like, I, that's the one thing I can't stand about so I many people. I just to like budget and block out time appropriately. <laughs> um, actually, I will say one time there is a really big creator streamer mm-hmm. who you definitely know. <laughs> and I was so excited to work with him. I blocked mm-hmm. out all this time. We did a billboard shoot with him. Mm-hmm. And he came super late, which is fine because he's really busy. But here's the really sad thing. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, let's like get lunch or something. And I was like, oh, my God, I would be so down for this, Mm -hmm. except I have booked a flight out that I have to go take. Mm -hmm. And I'm kicking myself. But I also did build in four hours of buffer. Yeah. (laughs) Which we burned through. So, yeah, it happens. You know, but that's, you know, I think that's important, though, to stick to. Because, yeah, for you, it probably would have been great, like, to, like, get lunch with them, you know, build that out, that relationship. But at the same time, it's like in a weird way, it is setting a boundary of like, no, like we got it done, but like, I can't add more time to oh, this because I have healthy. a plan. I still kick myself on that today. Yeah. So I've learned now to just like block no, out No, I mean, like I definitely hours. have regrets with life and I think it's normal to have regrets with things, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, sometimes logic really helps me feel better about my anxiety and the things that I've done and experienced. And sometimes it's not helpful at all, but like, I think things like that, it's normal to be like, listen, I gave you so much leeway Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we burned through that leeway. And now I have another, I have to get out of here. You know, I think that's normal. Well, I also like about, you mentioned anxiety. I like to think, and I tell myself this, Mm -hmm. Hey, anxiety is just, our body's way of like protecting ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably a certain degree to which this pattern has helped us in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's just like trying to get the extremely sensitive radar sensed, spidey sense, if you will. You know mm-hmm. what? Anxiety is a superpower. Spider-Man just has extreme anxiety. That's like the tingles. I never thought of it that way. It's like, you remember that scene? I don't know if you've seen Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but Tom Holland is like on the bus. If I've he- seen Spider-Man, are you kidding me? Okay, Marvel has gotten seen. so much of my money. It's actually oh, idiotic. You enjoy- I actually really enjoy Marvel. I love Marvel yeah. movies, but at this point it's more, I love, I have an emotional attachment to the characters than yeah. like the more recent projects. Okay, that that's fair. Are you going to go see Ant-Man Quantumania soon? I honestly have no idea because these Ooh, wow, images, really the 50-50. I know, because like I actually loved the, the first Ant-Man. Second Ant-Man, I liked it a lot, but it was like, just at the point where it's like, it was one thing when there was one movie a year and now it's like, there's so much that it feels like homework and not like this fun experience. Like, let me go watch this. Yes. A hundred percent. Do you do movie reviews on your channel? I do. Yeah. But I don't, I, I haven't recently. And it's like, I, I've just been really bad at keeping up with movies lately. And on one hand it's good because for a while it was like, every time I went to the movies, it was homework. Right. Like for a video. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I imagine when you say Quantum is coming out, like that's literally homework. 
I don't make Marvel reviews actually. Because I, I got so tired. I never... I, the same way I don't make Star Wars reviews. The death threats aren't worth it. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Fandom intense. I don't, I mean, I'm sorry. This is like, I, I think the multiverse is stupid and they're executing it terribly. And I think that the, you know, space laser sword movies yeah. are not worth, you know, you threatening to come and assault me and kill my dog. I just don't think that they're worth that much and my stupid opinions over them are not that important, you know? So I just think the fandoms wow. have gotten a little too excessive and I can be a casual enjoyer no, from the side. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, that's actually terrifying. Like mm -hmm. what you just described, that yeah. is actually terrifying. Mm -hmm. And people on the internet, like, chill. Yeah. It's a God lot. Damn, I feel like saying that I'm going to wake up to hate comments. I will say, <laughs> the first time I was ever on a video... Mm -hmm. So it was with a creator called the Credit Shufu, mm -hmm. and obviously it's about cards. And he's fine as creator. He's a lovely guy. He invited me to go on it, and it was virtual. This is during COVID. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any camera equipment, so I did it with my MacBook camera. Mm -hmm. I also didn't have any place to film it. I had no backdrop, so I sat down on the ground and used like a kitchen cabin as my mm -hmm. backdrop. The comment I got after that video, I was like, pretty proud of it. Mm -hmm. Someone on LinkedIn messaged me saying, "Hey, I saw your video." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, I'm a medical professional. I think you should check out the bulge on your neck. It may be a neck tumor, and I don't want you to die. What? And I was like, okay, cool. So there's like, hey, you know, I'm not looking at my best for this video. I have zits. And there's like, oh, hey, I look so bad. People are legitimately worried for my health. And I was like, somehow I've crossed that, I've oh, crossed that yeah. boundary to this poor woman. She wasn't being a troll. She was literally like, you should get this medically checked out. I was like, oh, it's, was the video that bad? Oh, <laughs> like, gosh. I'm assuming it was nothing? That I, it, yeah. I haven't gotten anything checked, so I don't know. I don't know. May, no, may this see, video be a My anxiety would not allow that. I'd be like, oh, man, what if they're right, though? Like, what if they're not just being a dick? I have. One time I went with a friend to a bunch of roller coasters at Six Flags, and we got mm -hmm. the pass. So we did, like, six roller coasters in an hour. Mm -hmm. And I came back, and I was like, I'm really scared. And I actually went to the emergency room at like 3 a.m. and was there until 11 a.m. because it's during COVID and the lines were really long just to make sure I didn't have a concussion. Really? You thought you had a concussion I from going concussion. on it so many times? I thought I had like a brain bleed. <laughs> WebMD is scary. Oh, yeah. Don't go on WebMD. Don't Google anything. Yeah. I don't recommend that. Yeah. So yeah. that was the thing. What do you feel like? What are areas or ways that you think you've found to manage when you feel anxious? What do you do? Ooh, well, as far as. I, something that I did in 2021 that has really helped me out a lot was hiring an editor to help with the time management because I was getting so overwhelmed with just the amount of work that I was doing with editing and all of that. And I was doing multiple videos and then adding brand deals. And on top of that, and I was trying to start my own podcast and do all this other things. And I was spending so much time editing that I was like, okay, I had so much creative nervous energy, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because I had just moved to my own apartment and being in a whole Ooh. new space. Yeah. Being in a whole new space. I had, you know, when you change up your environment, sometimes you just get all this crazy creative energy because you've just, your brain just kind of starts going. Yeah. And so I was getting so overwhelmed because I had all these ideas and no time because mm -hmm. I had all these obligations that I had to do, even though they were my own obligations and I'm self-employed and I could control that. Yeah. It's like a self-imposed obligation. So I started reaching out to editors who had reached out to me previously and was like, hey, can you do a test edit of this and all this stuff? And for the first day in like a year, I had nothing to do. And I just shut down for like 
three hours. <laughs> like I just sat on my couch and was were you, like, were you like, I was just like sitting there and I, I, I didn't even go on TikTok. Like I wasn't even like wasting my time. I was literally just sitting there and, um, it was, it was really overwhelming. And finally I just got to the point where I was like, no, this is the point. Like you're supposed to, you're making time for yourself. That's why you're outsourcing. And, uh, I ended up finding William who is still my editor. He's amazing. He's <laughs> shout out William. <laughs> nice. Shout out William. <laughs> but, um, so that helped and like, just it, 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 sometimes it takes that leap of like, just do it and kind of deal with a little bit of fallout after the fact and then go from there. Um, as far as like others anxiety and things like that, it, again, it is just doing it. Like the same way I got over my driving anxiety was just driving to LA all the time from Orange County and kind of making myself wow. get used to driving on the freeways and having my friends in the car. So, okay, I can't kill them. So I got to figure this out, you know, like, let's go. This is like, <laughs> so you've probably heard of like exposure therapy. It's basically that. But yeah. like, this is like your real world version where you're like, mm -hmm. my exposure therapy is, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Like I, I have a lot of anxiety over, uh, doom scrolling in my own comment sections. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I have a very good like to dislike ratio, very good positive reactions to my videos for the most part. I do have videos that are, you know, they're not popular. So they get yeah, like not videos, popular in a sense. Your videos can be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> they have a POV and that's valuable, but some people don't agree with that POV. Yes. And so, um, I, there have been times and I learned this really early on when I was p taking off on YouTube, because when you're a small creator, um, and I'm talking like 6,000 subscribers, um, like the comments get real there. Like a lot of them are negative, like a yeah. lot of them. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, then I could handle negative comments way better then than I can say now, even though negative comments, I know are a part of my job. I'm going to see them eventually. They're going to sure. happen. I'm not one of those people that's like delete all the negative comments. So I don't see them, but also you don't, owe. I'm not owing you a reaction if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make so sense. you can send me an essay about how I'm wrong that I didn't like Morbius. So I'm secretly a terrible person because I didn't like Morbius. But like who even did, but go figure. You'd Clearly be they surprised. Found you. They found you. Yes. And then, uh, or how, uh, if I ever do trick someone into getting married to me, that they're going to cheat on me with a nanny. And it's like, Oh, so you wow. think I'm going to have a nanny. Okay. That's extremely mean. Yeah. yeah. I got that. Um, uh, and so I just, you know, now though, when the comments are so overwhelmingly positive for the most part, the negative ones, when they slip in hurt a little more, but not hurt in a way where it's yeah. like, it's ruining my day or anything like that, or I'm going to rock into traffic or anything like that. But it's just like, okay, this sucks. And it kind of ruins my mood for at least an hour or so. And so I found that like, I can't just doom scroll, even though it's not really doom scrolling because most of them are positive, but it's like, I'm right. searching even subconsciously for the negative comment. So that's why I really like with the creator studio where it shows like the three most recent comments mm. across all of your videos, because then I can see them from older comment, older videos as well. And uh, then that's like a bite size. So I can still interact with viewers. I can still interact with commenters, but it's not me kind of, I'm preemptively protecting myself from being overwhelmed. If that yeah, makes sense. Being exposed to like the underbelly of the internet. Yeah. And even then it's like, you know, it's kind of like how, I don't know how involved you are in, in probably not in book talk on TikTok. Oh, I'm on book talk. Okay. Yeah. I read it like Brandon Sanderson, yeah. like all that stuff. I read yeah. it. Yeah. So have you seen any of the discussions around authors going after negative reviewers on Goodreads? I, I haven't seen these specifically, but mm -hmm. I know the community can get like really, really intense. Yeah. Well, the basically the whole thing with Goodreads is that it's for readers. It's not necessarily for authors. And so like an author can benefit from, say, a positive star review out of it. But 
you know, it's never a good idea to target one particular reviewer and put them on blast or go after them or say they're a terrible person or they didn't actually read the book mm -hmm. or they didn't understand it. Like it's never a good look as an author to target one individual reviewer. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's been happening quite a bit on book talk. And so there's literally lists of authors who people are like, I'm not going to read this person because clearly wow. if I have a negative response to any, just a review on a review platform of a book that they paid for and read and just decided they didn't like for whatever reason. Yeah, called out. Yeah, and so it's kind of the same thing as a YouTuber where the comment section, it's not really for me, you know? It's for them to, the viewer to share their feelings, their opinions, disagree with me, call me a whore, whatever, you know, that's for them. Sure. And it, I don't necessarily need to live in there with them, if that makes sense. It does, and it's just, it's just insane how being on the internet empowers people just to be extremely mean and personal. Mm -hmm. And what you described. So I get like a tiny fraction of views, but I've looked at the comments. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like when I see a negative one, I feel really sad. And mm -hmm. it they always manage to go into every insecurity. It was like, oh, like yeah. maybe this person's right. And so I can imagine like the volume of what you get, especially because you're kind of, you have a very clear POV. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds really, really scary. And like something you have to figure out how to go through. Yeah. And what? then my comp, my message requests are also a whole other beast. Oh God. So. <laughs> what, what's the most lovely comment or message you've gotten Ooh. that you remember that you're like, this is so sweet. I just really always like, um, people who take the extra step, whether it's on another platform and they reach out to me from another platform and they're like, Hey, I'm watching this video. Totally resonated me with me. This is great. Or I'm having this rough day at work, but I always know I can go and watch your channel and like mm. kind of enjoy something fun or learn about something stupid with you for a little bit. And uh, just the comments that say it's like, yeah, it's like we're getting coffee and you're telling me about this thing you're obsessed with this week. I really Aww. like those ones because then it's like, yeah. even though I'm a little worried about the parasocial element of that with like everyone thinking we're friends but it's fine because it's like, like i don't know you but cool <laughs> yeah no and it's like usually people are very respectful in those comments i have had people where it's like listen i will tell me when i'll give you 50 bucks let's go to dinner it's like wow. okay no um i used to um uh talk about how i just don't date really much yeah. at all and so the facebook messages i would get because i do have a facebook account that i just kind of oh, like a personal uh no i have a personal one and then i have like the public one right yeah okay. and so but then they message that one a lot because wow. apparently there's also a way you can pay to send messages or something on yeah, facebook that seems like a flaw mark zuckerberg when you're a creator with oh i many, told many them I, yeah i have had a meeting with meta before and i was like listen like because they were like why don't you make more content on facebook itself and i was like well it's all older people and they're not they're not usually like chill. They're usually Ooh. a little obsessive. They're sending you messages and they yes. say, like, oh, like you don't date. And are they just like date me basically? Basically that they're like, you, you said you've been single for most of your life. I've also been single for most of my life. Let's fix this problem. We can help each other Ooh. out. And it's not even like, hey, I, like, I think you're really cool, whatever. It's like, no, I, you, I am also alone forever. And it's like one confidence is great, guys. I just... <laughs> <laughs> which I mean I guess on some level there is a level of confidence to that but it's like I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but yeah the the messages I get on Facebook are usually always incredibly loaded and incredibly uncomfortable um never gotten a photo on Facebook I've gotten photos on every other platform but never on Facebook wow <laughs> that is terrifying I love your point too you're like confidence is nice 
You know, yes. maybe don't shoot your shot by being like, hey, I suck. Here's how, yeah, but, here's how much I suck and how pathetic I am. And you absolutely will not respond to this message because you'll probably never see it. Because like already I have this, I don't know if this is an anxiety thing. Yeah. I don't know if this is my potentially undiagnosed ADHD. I don't know what it is. But if I don't know someone, I've never interacted with them. I've never seen them in like mm -hmm. a video or something else. Or I don't know, they don't know anyone that I know. If you DM me on Instagram, I don't even think of you as a real person. And that sounds right. bad, but like it's so much of social media has kind of forced us all to kind of have face blindness. Like 55 likes is a ton of people, but we don't see 55 likes as a lot of likes. Mm. And so the same goes with like the people in my DMS. And it's like one of your accounts private. I once said like, Hey, if you guys DM me like want a date or hair or whatever with a private account, if I can't check that you're not a stalker, I'm not going to reply to you. Mm. But in saying that, then I had all of these people who had messaged me from public accounts who were like, I'm sorry if I creeped you out. I'm sorry if you thought I was a stalker. And I was like, no, you guys are missing the point. Like that, I'm not mm. talking about that. It's a joke, but like clearly it's a poor taste joke, whatever, because it didn't land or whatever. But yeah, it's like, it doesn't seem real. You know, it's yeah. like, especially if you're just like, hey, what am I supposed to do with that? Who are you? you know? I totally get it. I think <laughs> that... There's a study by a scientist whose last name is Dunbar. He came up with something called appropriately enough Dunbar's number. Mm -hmm. I suppose if I came up with something, I'd also name it after me. So mm -hmm. fair play. Mm -hmm. And he said human beings are only meant to operate in groups of like up to 300 people. Like mm -hmm. that's the number of human beings you can keep in your head mentally and like know who they are. Mm -hmm. And like once it's beyond 300, you actually just lose sense of who these people are and mm -hmm. you'll split off into a smaller community until you go up back to that number around 200 300 mm -hmm. and so like basically the way he developed this was empirically he just like talked to a bunch of people and he's like oh like how many people do you know and he's just, like run through like every single person you can think of as a human you actually know and i was top out around 200 300 in your life mm -hmm. so like yeah you don't have mental capacity yeah literally to handle the hundreds of thousands yeah. People who watch you. And I don't, I'm so bad with names too, which is also, I feel like a, a personal failing on my own, but I, my dad's the same way. So I'm choosing to say it's an inherited Genetic. trait and therefore not my fault. Um, of course. Because like I have people who I've met, creators, viewers, the like, who I, I know them, you know, like when I think of like someone who came up to me at VidCon, I remember that he was wearing giant platform shoes and had earrings on and all this stuff. I could not tell you his name for the life of me, but I remember this person but I could not tell you his name, even though I know I got his name. And it's like, sometimes it's as simple as like, oh, I turned around and I do not remember the person I just met's name. Yeah. It's so bad. You've got a lot of people to keep track of in your head. I know, but it seems so rude. And that's like the last thing that I want, mm. especially, for, I don't know if this is an anxiety thing or just like a, an oldest daughter thing or whatever, mm. or someone who has like worked in the service industry and all this stuff. Like one of my worst fears is being considered rude when I didn't realize right. what it's I was like, doing. If you meant to be rude, fine. Yeah, if like you if, you, if something happened, like we're going, like what's yeah. up? You know? But like that. if me, like me just being polite and like quiet because I don't know what to say or I'm not talking or like, oh, that's nice, you know? Cause I right. like, especially when people come up to me in public and they're like, oh my God, I watch you on YouTube or they're like really excited. It's a jarring experience that I still have not gotten used to. Mm. And I'm so worried that like this was their moment to have an interaction with someone that they admired. And I totally Ooh. undersold it to that. Or like, I just, I didn't deliver. And I always think about it for like easily three days later 
because I'm just mortified. I'm like, Oh God, what if I, did I, did I, should I have offered to hug them? Like what, right. like, should How I, I made this moment special? Yes. And then, but at the same time, it's like, I'm genuinely freaked out right now. And it's not that it's nothing they did so far. I shouldn't say so far. There's been a, like a few people <laughs> who, but like I knew where it was going as the conversation progressed. I was like, Oh cool. He's going to make a comment about how I look cool. Here we go. It's coming. All right. Let me Here we go. We're in person. Cool. Yes. Um, but no, but yeah, it, it's ju- like there was one time I was in a bathroom at an AMC at the universal city walk. I'm really hoping this isn't too specific because this girl is going to see this maybe, I don't know. Um, uh, but I was like wa- going to wash my hands and this girl like touched my shoulder and she was like, Oh, it was, it is you. Hi, I love your videos. And I was in, I was like, it was such a jarring experience like in the bathroom doing yes and i was like oh cool great awesome okay bye like please leave me alone it's like sprinted out and it's like oh i'm gonna be in a tick like there is also this sense because i i watched these videos there's a sense of like i'm gonna be in a tiktok video about how rude oh, your yeah. favorite youtuber is gonna- swell entertainment she is so she rude ignored she me. totally she i was not worth her time all this stuff and it's like no i'm genuinely freaked out and I think I've gotten to the point as well because I've, I've spoken about this in videos and things yeah. like that or on, on Instagram and stuff. I think after that, I made a reel about how, like, I am so You're sorry. Like your followers. Yeah, know. like, I am yeah. so sorry if you see this. Like, I, you were fine, but, like, it was just the setting was just added. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. And so... Um, people have understand it's like some, so I have some people who meet me and they're like very clearly keeping their distance to not overwhelm mm-hmm. me, things Respect like that. Them. So yeah, it's, it's something I, I hope I get used to it if it's going to yeah. keep happening, but also I don't think it's kind I think it's kind of added to like me being a homebody in like a stupid sense, because logically I know mm-hmm. I am not famous. I am not important enough. To like well, have an issue with you are, down but the just a specific group of people. Yes, but yeah. I can I can walk down the street and survive. You know, like I'll be fine. <laughs> and so it's kind of like an irrational adding to my homebodiness. I, I think. Get that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty fair, right? Because you use the analogy, I can walk down the street, but like mm-hmm. someone could also be like, yeah, I can like go to the bathroom or in a movie theater and not be <laughs> noticed. And like, well, you were right. So yeah. I think it's super understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And yeah, I mean especially you mentioned wanting to ensure they have a positive interaction. I really get that too. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, Oh my gosh, like, did they like me? And you mentioned coming from the service industry before Mm -hmm. where you are literally paid to try and make sure the customer is always right. Yes. Yeah. Before doing YouTube. Well, Mm -hmm. we talked a little about this, but your channel, you've been doing it for like years. Yes. Was it like a decade? We're coming up on a decade. I mean, oh, 10th tr- anniversary for the channel. <laughs> I think I, I, well, it depends on whether or not I was 15 or 16, but um, my channel was created in 2014. Okay. So technically 2024 will be, I think, the actual like full 10 years okay, of so the channel. Very, very close. And Ooh. so before you became, at what point yeah. did you become a full-time creator? Gosh, um, that was like when I w- left my side job or when I was like genuinely making money from YouTube. When did you, let's say both. Yeah. Okay. So, um, at the end of 2019, I had just finished up my second associate's degree at junior college. And I was like a little annoyed because I had already graduated that spring. And then they were like, actually you're missing a class. And I'm like, then why'd you let me walk? What's going on? So I took one class. So that they gave you your diploma. Like, yes, back. basically. And <laughs> they were like, actually we have your other diploma that we can't give you. And I was like, then why is my name on it already? What's going on? So, um, that was fun and exciting, but I was annoyed by that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take one year off before I go to university and save money and work. And I'm going to give YouTube this like real shot basically. Um, and funny enough that new year's Eve, I actually had my friends tell me, it's like, Hey, I think it's time that you, you know, 
go back to doing Etsy or like leave YouTube and like stop. It's like, you know, you've been doing it for so long. It's not working out. It's like time to walk away maybe and like do other things. And it was just kind of implied that like my content was cringy and all the stuff. So <laughs> from your friends. Too. Yeah. I, I, they, I think they meant well, you yeah, know, and they are still intentions. in my, yeah, there was good intentions there, but it was also like, you know, I think that it was because I think me taking the year off and like working, I really think they're worried about like me kind of, you know, chasing something that wasn't going to happen. And it was just kind of like from a friend perspective, like, listen, we need to be realistic about this, which, you know, I in hindsight, it. it sounds dickish, but like in I the mean, in the moment, it didn't feel good. I'm not gonna lie. It's just like doing things like this is already so hard. It's even mm -hmm. harder if the people you care and trust are like not mm -hmm. helping you. Yeah. So your friends are basically having an intervention. They're like, "Stop this YouTube nonsense." A, a little bit. It was a little bit of that. But then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do commit to doing weekly videos." I had been doing maybe two videos a month, super inconsistently Sporadic, for the yeah. last two years, and um, then at the gosh November and December of 2019 is when I had been going to the Lily Singh show, um, to the live taping. Yeah, Superwoman. Yeah. yeah. And, um, at the I end remember of you <laughs> have a video. Yeah. Where you're <laughs> casting the audience mm -hmm. of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that video came out in February. Um, and it underperformed when I first put it out and then I put out two other videos and then it just got picked up in the algorithm and suddenly it went from 800 views to, 80,000 views, 100,000 views. And I was traveling at the time. I was actually in San Francisco for a UFO convention. I was doing a video on. Uh, it was the first time I had like traveled out of, like not out of state, but like the first real, oh no, it wasn't even the first time I traveled out of state because I went to the raid on Area 51. Um, but it was like the first time that I'd flown like that by myself to San Francisco. And I was in my hotel room calling my dad hyperventilating because I was like, dad, dad, 300,000 people have seen my face it's in insane. like an hour. And the number just kept climbing and suddenly it was 6,000 to 10,000 to 30,000 subscribers in the span of like 24 hours. And it just kept growing. And so then I got back and a week later, everything went into lockdown. Like that was like San Francisco declared a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks later is when the whole country was like, yeah, hey, <laughs> COVID's bad. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> take care of this. Yeah. And so, um, I just started making videos uh, again, just kind of kept, tried to block out the comments that were like, your next video has to be amazing. Like it has to be great. That's and I was scary. just like, I'm just going to do the planned videos that I had. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for a couple of months, was doing really good. And I'd always told myself that if YouTube ever did take off, I was not going to quit my day job until I was making three times mm -hmm. what I would make at the coffee what, shop. What was your day job? I was a barista. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I wasn't going to quit until I was making three times a month what I was making at my day job from YouTube alone consistently. So like three months in a row, so basically triple your income. Yes. Oh, wow. Really high bar, actually. Not really when I was yeah. making 15,000 a year. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> the, the surprisingly low bar. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was making, gosh, maybe 1200 a month, I think at that time. Oh. Yeah and uh, living with my dad and all this stuff. But uh, during the pandemic, when our hours were cut and everything, um, that was not a hard bar to actually hit at the mm -hmm. time. Um, and then we started, uh, we never actually shut down because we were considered essential because we started selling bread and dry goods of coffee, yeah, basically. Food. Yeah, so we were, um, uh, we were considered essential. And then we started doing more full-time hours. And so I was basically working full-time as a barista on my feet in Orange County. People were mean in Orange County. People were vicious. Like I had someone sh like 
basically tried to get me fired over the span of three weeks, like a three week crusade to get me fired because I asked him and his wife to pull his mask up. Wow. Like people stormed out, people were fight, like arguing with our, our employees and stuff like that. It was crazy. And so it was a, like a very high stress. And also like the pandemic was like a genuinely traumatic experience for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's something we never really talk about. And like, Cause it was, there were times where it's like, you know, is it even safe to go to work and like be around? I, we were dealing with hundreds of people a day and it's like, like they're genuinely terrifying. It was scary. And then people were being awful and people who were regulars were being just vicious to us. Who people who we genuinely thought were like the sweetest people ever had just flipped a switch because they lost their jobs and we hadn't. Mm. And we were like, Oh, you always thought we were less than you. That's cool to know. Thank you. And now you your know. color, your true colors are revealed. Yeah. And so that was stressful. And then, you know, I was working full time as a YouTuber as well. So I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. And, uh, I felt myself drifting towards burnout and I didn't care. And that's where I was like, mm. I need to stop. I need to change something. And like YouTube's not going to last. So I need to leave the coffee shop. And, uh, I was going to put it, wait till the, um, end of July to give my two weeks notice. And then two days later we had the worst day shift that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and so I called my dad. I was like, I'm handing it in right now. I'm literally going to write it on the back of a receipt <laughs> and hand in my two weeks notice. And so I did that. And then, yeah. So August of 2020 is when I left my day job and became full time and wow. yeah, moved out of my dad's January of 2021. So a full 180 life shift basically in uh the span of 12 months that's a lot of change really fast yeah it was good it was good change too and like I've, I've done interviews as well uh where i talked about how kind of guilt that i had for 2020 being one of you know for as bad as it was for a lot of people and as stressful as it was it was one of the best years of my life because it was the first year where i was like oh my God, I don't have to go to the consignment shop this month to pay my phone bill. Like mm -hmm. I, I can, I did, I don't have to worry about paying my bills this month. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make sure there's enough money in my account. And that was not the norm for everyone. And that was a lot. Yeah. It's like you yeah. get to do this now full time. Yeah. And I think this also ties to your previous point on the community and the messages, mm -hmm. your videos, they're really focused on you as a personality. Like mm -hmm. many of your videos are actually just you <laughs> talking <laughs> For yeah. 20 minutes. Yes. And so it's usually an hour and 40 minutes when it gets cut down. <laughs> and, yeah, and then you edit down. It's basically you just be like, I'm going to talk. And so in a way, yeah. it's kind of cool that mm -hmm. you get to now make a full time living from people who just enjoy listening to you. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. And that's where I think also I was I really set myself up for success by not having a set niche because obviously that's why you said you're a variety. Yes. Because, um, you know, I you know, the, I try to see, I don't have to, there's a lot of different things that go into that. But if I had just focused on event reviews, because that's what went viral, I would have been doomed because we went into lockdown immediately mm. and I would have been floundering. I would have not just, I wouldn't have burned out. I would have probably gone crazy. I think I would have gone insane. Yeah. And so, but because I had set myself up as like, no, I do movie reviews and show reviews and product reviews and all this other stuff and commentary videos and all this stuff that it, I, I didn't have to go and do the what some influencers did and go to, to Bali to get a, to get away from their jobs and mm. <laughs> all this stuff. Damn. <laughs> Not throwing shade, but I am throwing shade. That's what you do best in your channel. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Are you familiar with I am about to play? Yes. So for those who haven't seen, <laughs> it's basically 
36 questions to fall in love. The New York Times study, mm-hmm. New York Times wrote a study about this. They took randomly selected pairs of people and they mm-hmm. had them go through these questions on vulnerability and reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, many of those pairs became friends and mm-hmm. one pair did end up getting dating and ended up married. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let's do it. Okay. So, Tomorrow is Valentine's Day as we are recording this. Oh, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally, Hermes is getting, uh, my dog Hermes is getting uh, two pieces of chicken jerky instead of one. That's his Valentine's Day treat. Oh, very thoughtful. <laughs> I love we're doing like water break. Mm-hmm. Before we bear our souls to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to start this mm-hmm. with eye contact. We're going to okay. look at each other mm-hmm. until one person looks away okay. or blinks. And the person who looks away or blinks first, they're going to draw the first card from level one. Does that sound good? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was quick. I'm very <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really quick. <laughs> I think I also just have like eyes in constant need of blinking and moisture. So. Oh. Or maybe you just are really, really good at that. I mean, I do zone out quite a bit. It was funny because when the show Wednesday came out, everyone yeah. was trying to do the Jenna Ortega challenge because she didn't blink like That's right. on all the episodes. And so people were like, how are people doing this whole dance without blinking? And it's like, Wait, it's supposed to be hard. Like, I'm just zoning out and I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, did you do the dance? I didn't actually post it because I, I can't stand it. Oh I don't my know. gosh. I did not. I didn't post it. It's not getting posted. But now, all of you know, maybe for 10th anniversary of your channel, I should post the. There we go. <laughs> your viewers want to see. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I they know want to see do. a lot more than just me dancing. Okay, that's fair. Maybe maybe we won't release that then. Maybe yes. some things that are left. Pandora's box can stay mm-hmm. can stay closed. All right, level level one. Oops. Life is I'm I'm actually just so tired right now. Okay. I walk I like yesterday I was bending down to grab a water bottle from that water bottle thing mm-hmm. we have at the door and I hit my head on the wall. And people just looked over there like, Are you okay? And I was like, I'm I'm fine. You guys did have a party yesterday. We so did. I mean it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. It was the whole thing. All right. Okay, this is a wild card, which we're not going to do because they. Well, no, well, no. Okay, fine. Oh, rate your da- <laughs> rate your dancing skills on a scale of one to okay, ten. Fine. Let's, let's, let's on the count keep... of three, say your answers out loud. Okay, all right. For our own so dancing skills I, or yours, because I've never seen you dance. I, I think it's each each of us rating our own. Okay, oh, okay. we'll do it. We'll do it then. Okay, wow, look at her go. She's like, we're going to do this. Yeah, why not? So I think one being terrible, I want to kill myself, and ten being like, I am God blessed on earth through the mm. power of dance. Okay, all right. Three, two, one. Three. One. <laughs> That's very easy for me. Definitely yeah. a one. No, three. I, I, I acknowledge that I am uh, a white girl with no rhythm, uh, and I've just accepted that in my life. <laughs> I've tried to do the TikTok dances. They're not good. Well, you said you did the Wednesday dance. I tr- it was not good, but she also was not a dancer, so it's fine. Like She did that herself with the point of it not looking like a dance so dance. So if you're four, you might actually be good. No. What um what makes you think that you're not good? See, previous point of me being a white woman with no rhythm. <laughs> you're like, I was demographically destined for this. Yes, that. And then, you know, I just, yeah, I never was. I don't think I'm a very good dancer at all. No. For me, I think it's a self-consciousness. Mm. I can't dance without thinking that everyone else is looking at me. 
I get that too as well. Yeah. And then, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm just like, everyone is drunk already. No one cares. You know? Smart. <laughs> yeah. I do think as we grow older, we realize people don't care about us as much as we think we do. Mm-hmm. As we think they do. Mm-hmm. But I think mentally that's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. I, there have been periods in my life where I've tried Mm-hmm. I actually started taking acting classes and one of the exercises was to go like lip yeah. sync and dance and I did do it mm-hmm. and I don't think I did a great job but I did it and I'm proud that I did it yeah. but I still think I'm way too awkward to do it in real life hence hence a one yeah. you're three times as good <laughs> or I guess it refers to a logarithmic scale you're yes. like 1000 x times oh gosh. as good <laughs> so yeah. you're not you're not you don't consider yourself a one that's 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 okay good. All right. I'll All right. This that. time it's uh, your turn. Okay. Level do one. I do one? Yeah. It's okay. level one. Let's we'll do, do one more. Let's do that one. Ooh. Who do you think my celebrity crush is? Oh, wow. Gosh, I like. You have a variety because I am bi. Oh, so. okay. All right. Yes. I have more to choose from then. Yes. Does that just make it twice as hard? <laughs> I mean, I can see why that would make it twice as hard. Okay. So... Also, I like don't really know popular culture. I just mm-hmm. know like YouTubers. That's it's, fine. Like, so specific. I'm gonna try. So celebrity crush. Um, for men, let's say Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki. I'll accept that. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. Yes. Not too. Yes. Fa- not too far off. Yes. Okay. I'm very excited. Uh, him and his fiance are expecting a baby. Very happy for them. He looks so happy in all of their okay. photos. Okay. Lovely. Very happy for him as well. <laughs> yes. I did not know he had a baby. But good to know. I'm forever online. We've established. Yeah. This. You're like I know. <laughs> so for women, let's go with. Mm-hmm. Gosh, like who's like the female equivalent of Tom Hiddleston? <laughs> I mean, I guess there's literally. Oh, so you think I have the same type regardless of gender? Oh, well, clearly that's what I thought. <laughs> so I guess I was going to say the actress plays Sylvie because it's literally the female version of Loki. Oh, no. But, okay, that was far off. So Tom Hiddleston is <laughs> like, sure. And well, you, it sounds like you think I'm attracted to Loki versus Tom Hiddleston. Well, because I said Tom, <laughs> I said Loki, and you were like, I'll accept that. I yeah. think it's reasonable for me to now use that as data and informing my next decisions. <laughs> Right. I'm like, well, I have, I like threw one dart and it's like close-ish. Yeah. So let's like continue it on that train. Okay. But clearly, clearly wrong. Do you so. want to try? You want one more try? Yeah. I'll okay. try, I'll try a different one. I don't, I like actually outside of YouTubers, I just don't know that many. Um, I feel like saying YouTubers is dangerous. <laughs> why is that? Because there's a possibility I'm going to meet them and know them. And then oh, that's going to freeze. Super, yeah. super true. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about You know, that. actual celebrities are safe right now because they're still celebrity crushes. But then if I ever actually right. book acting roles, then I have to like be quiet. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Which I remember because you were initially interested because you want to act. Yes. So yes. maybe you will meet Tom one day. Okay. Let me think of an actress. <laughs> I'm trying to think now of someone who's very different okay. from Tom Hiddleston and Loki because okay. I said the female equivalent. And you're like, oh, so. <laughs> Who's somebody who's really, really different? Like, uh, gosh, um, Shakira? I don't know. Okay. Shakira's hot. I'll give you Shakira. Okay, I'll okay. give you. Right. She's can, not can, on the list, but fine. I mean. Can you, can you, can you reveal um, now? I love Lupita Nyong. Um, Wait, sorry, who? Lupita Nyong. I don't know who that is. Uh, she plays, uh, gosh, is it Nakia in uh, Black Panther? What else has she done? I'm blanking. Um, who, so I did see Black Panther. So yeah. who who in Black Panther? Uh, um, I am blanking on. Names. Oh, did you say oh Lapita? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I like 
don't know how to pronounce things or hear them yeah. pronounced, but I read. So I know you're spelling L-U-P-I-T-A. And yeah. Like, and, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I love Zendaya. I love uh, Renee Rapp right now. She's uh, a musician who's... Uh, I don't on, know her, but I know She's on Sex Lives of College Girls, the I HBO show. I know that was a show. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I never even watched that show. I just like her TikToks and I think yeah. she's hot. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who else males that I go. Oh, uh, like everyone else, Pedro Pascal right now. Oh, amazing. Pedro Pascal's really killing it. He's I've been seeing him on the SNL skits. I'm like, wow, this guy has range. See, it's the tortured father figure, uh, yeah. reluctant father figure. He does figure. have that yeah. look. It's, it's, how, it's how you get him. Uh, right. <laughs> and then there's, there's a zillion and one more. And well, all so, that, but, but you would have accepted Tom as an yeah. answer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I was like, not really that close overall, but we'll, we'll That's take right. that. We'll take it. Sorry. All right, level level two. I was so far off with my female. That's guesses, okay. By the way, that's okay. That's all right. There's a list, you know. It's like <laughs> it's ever changing. Like, like it's documented. <laughs> There's just a Google Doc that I yeah. update regularly. It's like actually a spreadsheet. Yeah. Color coded. <laughs> well, this is related to the one I asked earlier about comments, but let's say IRL. Okay. What's the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Ooh. Ooh, a best compliment a stranger has ever given me. Ooh, I'm going to say the one that a homeless man gave me the other day um, when I was walking to Dobrik's, actually, to go interview Dobrik's. Um, wow. A homeless man was with a shopping cart, and he was like, hello, your your husband is very lucky. And I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I was, I kept walking. He let me walk by, and then I came back, and he was like, you're married, right? And I was like, he thinks I'm married, so I can't say no. I was like, yeah. He was like, your husband is so lucky. Oh, my gosh. What sign are you? He's like, I'm a Scorpio. I bet your husband's a Virgo. He's so lucky. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so my fictional husband is, is lucky, and I just thought that was a very nice compliment. For all we know, this could be a prophet from the gods. <laughs> I see in literature they're usually channeled through the homeless person archetype. He had great vibes. He asked me for a fist bump as I was walking by. He was great. That's very flattering. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly, maybe he comes from an alternate timeline. Yes. Where this is all true and mm -hmm. this is so. Yes. <laughs> he seems so, he was so proud of me. He's like, your husband is very lucky. I was like, oh my God, do I have a husband? <laughs> Am I missing something? You could have been like, or wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to correct him. Correct the homeless man. As he correct the prophet from God. <laughs> he could be. You know, one time one of my friends told me she once took an Uber and the guy's name, the driver, his name was Jesus. Mm. And he looked like Jesus. And at the end, he's like, I hope all is well. And then Jesus drove away. So I'm like, I don't know. I admire the committing role. to the bit. If it's not, if he's not actually Jesus, son of Christ. To, I, think, I think the guy's name was just Jesus. And yeah. he just gave off very Christianity <laughs> vibes. And I think, you know, this homeless guy, you know, maybe he was channeling, you know, modern day Oracle. Mm. Yeah. So what, what about it did you really appreciate? It was just like, you know, I, I always think that compliments from, like you said, like this is strangers. It's like, it's just kind of, obviously it's a very like face value thing for yeah. the most part. Um, and I just, I don't know. He just, I loved his vibe that really helped things. He was just like all like, yeah, he's on the street. He's pushing a, a cart, but he's, you know, he's going to compliment a random yeah, woman walking like, by. I call him like yeah. And so it just, the overall, like it, it sounds weird, but like the overall experience, I was like, you know, that's a really nice, like he took time out of his awesome. day. I'm like yeah. walking down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard to like compliment me as a stranger. And I just like, like five that. out of five human experience. Yeah. What, what about the best compliment from somebody you do know? Like a Ooh. friend or a family member or such? 
Um, uh, a lot of people have been very, I've been getting a lot of comments from family members and stuff lately because uh, my home life growing up wasn't always the best. And so I've, everyone comments, you know, I've seen what you're doing and I, I love what you've built for yourself, Aww. you know, and I love how great you're doing. And I always, that's always really nice. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, I think that's kind of always the goal when you come from something that's caused trauma in your life that you are able to kind of surpass that in some way or have it build you to some way without, you know, yeah. causing cracks. So that's nice. Especially they say you've built this yourself. Like yeah. you've worked really, really yeah. hard. You kept yeah. YouTube on for years. Yeah. No one else can say that they did that for me at least, yeah. especially like my family member and all this other stuff. So and you just kept doing it and yeah. you even had friends telling you, Hey, for your own good, maybe you should stop. Yeah. And you made it happen. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, that's very yeah. awesome. Okay. I want to know what compliment you've got. I know you're supposed to do the question no, back no. and forth. Like what? This is meant as a framing yeah. device. It's not like we must. What's follow. the most compliment a stranger's ever given you, Eric? Strangers. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I try not to talk to strangers too much. So. I know. <laughs> See, that's the thing too, because I am so, like, it, it's, there's, there's times where it's like, Okay, yeah, like it's safer to say hello to the stranger. Like going into um, yeah. uh, like Hollywood, going to Staples, there was this one guy yelling at security guards. And it's like logically, it's like the smart move is to keep your head down and keep walking. But you I was like, I said, good morning. And he was like, oh, good morning. And like it totally <laughs> took him out. And immediately resumes yelling? Or he yes, stopped. but oh, okay. he let me walk by him because oh, I acknowledged him. And it's like, yeah, yes. And it's like, I just think that sometimes you got it's like you got to just kind of play your cards right. Because yeah, that could have gone south. But like, I don't know, I was like he's really upped up and someone's like has their hand on their taser next to him and all this stuff. And oh I'm just gosh. like, hi, good morning. So I'm walking through cause I had, he was blocking the entrance. So I had to go past him. To get inside the, the power stables. of human interaction. <laughs> yes. I probably would have just not gone into stables that day and be like office <laughs> depot is a perfectly fine alternative. I already so. drove over there though. You're like, I'm committed to this. Well, see my whole thing is too, is like, if I can't find parking, like I give it 15 minutes and then I'm gone. It doesn't matter how far I drove. Right. I found parking that day. So I was going into staples. You're like, I'm going to staples. You're like, sir, <laughs> please. You're a human being. I recognize you. Good, Good morning. morning. Can please I please go, go by my, my poster board <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Fair. So yes, I actually don't have too many interactions with, strangers mm -hmm. i love how all your stranger and action stories are with like hopeless people or like crazy people yeah um well i did have when when i started taking the acting class and i the first day so i consider them strangers yeah. one person she was like oh i really like your glasses i'm like oh that's nice mm. because i've been blind i'm like minus eight i've been blind for most of my life so if i was to mm. wear glasses i'm really scared of putting in contacts it reminds me of oh i hate contacts orange, where they like prop your eyes open i hate contacts yeah i can't good. even do the thing at the eye doctor office mm. i say eye doctor because optometrist ophthalmologist i don't know yeah. or are they like blow puffs oh yeah the the eyes. um the glaucoma test Oh, that's for glaucoma. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just tell them I'm not going to do it. And if you do, it, I'm going to leave. So I have not been tested for glaucoma for like five years. Aww. Hopefully that's fine. I just tell them not to tell me when they're going to do the puff of air. Oh, I they just, like surprise yeah, you? Yeah. Like, hey, just, just go. And then they're like, they just, I have them talk to me and then they just do it. See, that's smart. But I know the puff is going to come in the next like minute. So. Yeah. I'm that's like, why, the, that's why you like, just don't tell me. But also going. I'm going to, I'm going to chicken out. So you just got to do okay. it. Well, that's really smart. Well, yeah. then it makes sense that both of us wearing glasses right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really don't like contacts and I just never could find a pair that I liked. And this yeah. pair, I picked out myself. I actually bought four or five of these the day I got them because mm -hmm. I knew I was going to break them. And I did. This is my last pair. Aww. And so when she was like, oh, I like the glasses. I was like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. yeah, I did pick them out myself, especially someone who generally is wearing like 
random quote like this obviously mm -hmm. from instagram yeah and the other clothes you'll see me wear are like from creator so have you ever mm -hmm. have you wait you have launched i've seen you so i have fourth wall merch and i've recently yeah. started doing limited run merch drops Ooh. wait so, what's your latest design maybe i should get one then there is none merch. right now because it is oh, corresponding very, to very videos limited. yeah no so it's like literally four videos 48 hours after the video goes live and then i shut it down wait when are these starting so I do them, I've been, I did, so I started trying this cause I was like, I was gonna do a video about, um, or not even that, I was trying to figure out like, oh, I wonder if there's like the limited run, like limited merch drops that like say Supreme does with like different types of yeah. industries and how that would look, like how that would help with things. And if that would be like seen as like elitist or what. Cool. Yeah. And then, so I was like, okay, well fourth wall, like gave me access to their platform and all this stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and see if I can kind of revolutionize my merch drops because I'm terrible at promoting my merch. Mm. I've had Teespring since 2019 and the Teespring, entire, by the way, basically like shut down, was acquired by another company. They were like, bankrupt. yes, I'm trying to get everything off of there right now. Okay. Um, but in the entirety of 2022, I made $200 on Teespring basically. Right. And so not well. <laughs> in one month on fourth wall of doing this limited run drops for three weeks, I made $1,200. Yeah. Basically, it's just like one or two fun designs that I just come up with, usually text based more than anything. Um, yeah, I've noticed they're like usually yeah. references or phrases. Yeah. And it's just like literally limited run. But what I like about it a lot is I'm really learning what my audience likes and what doesn't what, like. What do they like? What do they not like? So, one shirt that did incredibly well was I'm Just Here to Be Annoying that I did for the Streamies. <laughs> and people loved that one they're like is that going to come back all this stuff so eventually i'm going to start introducing legacy designs where i'm going to kind of revamp the ones that wow. did well you so those are, are going to be operating a whole supreme like model now. basically yeah but i'm i'm really looking at um uh graphic designers to kind of bring on in the same capacity that william has brought on because william's on a per video basis yeah. like what he works on is what he does and so um doing that with a graphic designer because graphic design is not my passion the, the <laughs> I'm just making the designs on Canva, but I think since I'm going to continue to do this because it's just worked out really well that I'm going to bring someone on. Well, actually at Carrot, we have done some freelance designs mm -hmm. for creators. Mm -hmm. We're doing some now for a couple of different food creators. It's the same guy that does our branding on our Instagram and our own merch. Okay. So I'll love after maybe. Okay. Yeah. It'd be helpful. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I, I love, um, because you mentioned you don't love graphic design, but I love your intro where you're just like taking off your glasses. And you're yes. Like, That's it. That's the intro. Yes. And I think it's clever because you basically didn't use graphic design. You just like made a real life. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I sped it up and everyone's like, how are you doing it so fast? But I was like, there's a speed editor. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you already have all those eyeglasses and shades or did you buy them? For the no. Intro? So I had all of them and I'd gotten the 8-bit glasses from, um, what's it called um vidcon actually in 2019 oh, wow. and so i had done a channel audit with VidIQ, who is now a personal channel sponsor of mine uh, Ooh, for at least nice, another month nice. or so i don't shout know how out. much longer that's gonna last but temporary uh, <laughs> but um they i did a channel audit and they were like am i gonna hurt your feelings and i had six thousand followers at this yeah, time you were early yeah. yeah and uh he was like am i gonna hurt your feelings i was like no roast my channel and so he was like okay your channel art tells me nothing about you and your about section is one sentence. Like oh, there's just, what was the sentence? It was, uh, 
I make videos or something like it was something like that. It was, su- it was super basic. Like just like my name's Amanda and this yeah. is Swan Entertainment. It was literally like my intro, like I have been here watching Swan Entertainment. I think it was just that. Okay. And there was nothing. And it's like, it's not so much that people are going to click and watch that. It's how YouTube helps categorize your channel. Oh. So as much as you can fit in there about your content or like previous products that you've talked about events, things like that, the better, because then that's another way for them to kind of recognize your channel and categorize it. Yeah. And so I did a whole bunch of channel art photos. So that's like my current profile pic. I took the same day I did the, um, uh, sunglasses. I just hated the blue backdrop because it just looked ridiculous. So I swapped it with the green back one in editor (laughs) and, um, editing. Yeah. So I just, I was like, you know, all the channels that I like, and it was mainly the beauty channels that I liked that I, that did the, the, like little intro video clips or whatever. Mm. And, um, but they were all from the same editors. They were all the same clip art and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And so I had had one that was me in my Spider-Man costume. Wow. Uh, Or not, sorry, not Spider-Man, Captain America costume. Cause I made the stealth suit. You truly are a Marvel fan. I I know. I made, I made my own stealth suit from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, and, uh, I did an intro where it was at the end of Spider-Man, uh, uh, Steve Rogers comes on and does like the, the so you got detention videos. And Wait, um, is this the one where he comes on and he's like, he's like, it's like a gym class yes. video and he's like, yeah. I'm Captain America. Yeah. So, remember, so, yeah. so you've got detention and then yeah. they did all at the end of the movie, they did all like the outro clips and he's like, what am I doing here? You know, all this stuff. Oh, and so good. I made a video of me uh, sitting in a chair in that suit and was like, so you wanted a video intro. And that Wait, was the original that's intro. So good. Are you using it in any of your videos? It's on my older videos from 2019. And then what ended up happening, or gosh, was it 2018? 2018 or 2019 yeah. is one that's there. But I was worried about eventually being sued by Marvel. Marvel? Yes. That's very relevant, very important. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to switch it up. And uh, then we have the sunglasses one. And now every time I try to refilm it, I get death threats. <laughs> It's terrifying. But I really want what I really want to do if I'm going to refilm it because I had that was before I went on Accutane, so I have a full face of acne in that. Just uh, I'm loaded okay. up with makeup, um, and so what I really want to do is I want to get a like a spaceman helmet, like a space helmet, Ooh. and then do the visor and then do the sunglasses. That'd be cool. That's it. That's my intro. That's it's, what I really want to do. It's a great intro. It's <laughs> like V two. Yeah. Intro. So I just want to update it a bit. All this watching, it's coming. <laughs> Appreciate it. Enjoy it. <laughs> Okay, let's do let's yes. do another level two. This okay, time it's your do you want me to do one? Le- level two? Yeah, level two. Did we do level two last time? We did do a level two. Oh, this is level two. Oh, how are you, really? Wow, it's so powerful. You like leaned in. Yeah. Making eye Very contact. Very serious. I like the use of the comma on the word really. Yeah. I hope there's another card in there that just says "How are you, really?" Comma, really. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you didn't get enough on the first one. Yeah. There's another one. I am just tired. I've mm-hmm. just been figuring out how to balance the individual contributor work that I like doing, yeah. especially now exploring more the creative side of myself, getting mm-hmm. to do things like this. It's yeah. so lovely and it's fun and I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. And balancing that with, oh, there's like a company we run. Yeah. <laughs> with like, You're kind of a big deal, Eric. No, not that. It's more like there are a lot of people who really we work with and want to make sure we do a good job. And mm-hmm. basically at this point, what I can do as an individual person is actually very limited in scale. Mm-hmm. So the true thing I need to get better at is working with other people because they're going to be representing mm-hmm. Carrot. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. And so that's really new and foreign and bizarre for me to yeah. be a manager. So 
I think it's learning balance between the two. Like, okay, cool. Like, I got to go and do a podcast with you. Yay. Yay. But then, <laughs> exactly, yay. But then, like, oh, hey, like, we're going to go build a new product update. Like, you know, at some point, we're going to launch our own business bank accounts, mm-hmm. right? And, like, okay, well, there's, like, a lot of work involved with that mm-hmm. across engineering, across yeah. product, across finance, across legal and compliance to mm-hmm. work with banking partners. Mm-hmm. And I can't even do all of it, so I need to be coordinating with other people. Mm-hmm. There's only so much time you can spend until you're burned out. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, how do you do both? And so yeah. I'm a little tired because I haven't figured that out. So I'm doing a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how are you <laughs> really? I'm good. I just, I'm lately, I've been having this feeling where I feel like I'm not doing enough because again, I have all of these ideas and like I get in these pockets where any form of media, whether it's a show movies, everything is boring. And I get like 20 minutes into it, two episodes in, and I'm just like, why am I watching this? And I give up. And it can be the greatest piece of media ever made, Mm. but I I won't finish it. And I worry that TikTok is giving me manufactured ADHD. Your attention span has become sharper and shorter. But also at the same time, I do get excited when that happens because that means I'm going to start writing a lot because it's just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing. So I'm going to make something that I want to see basically. But um, it's frustrating because I also still have a a book that I haven't finished. (laughs) Wait, OMG. Wait, you're writing a book? I have a book that I wrote at the end of 2021 for NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah, I wrote 68,000 words in one month. Which Wait, is, is this like the Remo Rimo thing? Yeah, NaNoWriMo. <laughs> NaNoWriMo. I, yeah. love, I just like totally butchered that. No, you're that. totally yeah, good. Yeah. It's, it's National Novel Writing Month, okay. and the goal is to write 50,000 words in one month of a new project. Wow. So you, you can do all of prep in October, Preptober, and then you actually start writing November 1st. You're like creative in multiple outlets. Yes. So what's the book about? Uh, so it's currently untitled, but it's about um, a young woman whose father has just passed away a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she was little, her mother was murdered and they never found out who it was. And uh, mm. she lives in this town. She's a waitress. And these guys come and visit for the fall festival every year. Okay. And she loves when they come because they're, you know, they travel, they're, they're truckers, they're otherworldly, they're just salesmen, yeah, whatever. Outside they, her little yeah, town. She's yeah. just so excited. And then the, she just doesn't seem to click with the fact that like bodies also drop, you know, when they come to town type ah, of thing. So, um, the book really kicks off once, um, uh, you know, she starts, she really finds out who they are and what they've done and the fact that they're all serial killers and uh, them coming to town for her and all this stuff has kind of led to more killers Ooh. coming to town for the fall festival. So it's like thriller mystery Yeah, I love slasher. 80s. I love 80s slasher movies. I yeah. love slasher movies. I have, a, it's not 80s, but I have a special place in my heart for Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm, always. Um, I hated the new one. I won't fight anyone <laughs> who liked it. Um, but um, yeah, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, I love just Friday the 13th. Gosh, you know, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a video game out there. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like Dead by Daylight or yes. something. The yeah. thing is, is I'm not a gamer and that's kind of the thing. And I have this, that's, totally. I, there are a few times where I've reviewed apps and things like that and I call them non-gamer girl reviews mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this video, but I want to make it abundantly clear. I don't know what Your I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so what's worth, I also haven't played the game, but mm-hmm. actually I'd be curious if you haven't gone on this before. Have you ever been on TV Tropes? Yes. 
So yeah, because it's like all the errata and miscellaneous info. If you like read or watch something, I like mm-hmm. want to dig into it deeper. Mm-hmm. So I've never actually played Dead by Daylight. Yeah, but I've read every single like character killer bio on TV. Trace, I love Let's Plays, uh, so yeah. I've definitely watched Dead by Daylight Let's Plays. It's like my I love watching. It's kind of like the same way I like going to events that I'm not involved in in the industry. Yeah, I love watching deep dives and like here is this crazy thing being exposed in like the video game industry, an industry I have mm. no business being involved in but also like oh my god what did they do like yeah, i really want to know i'm just a nosy person my friend's yeah. like no you're curious it's different i'm like no i'm nosy <laughs> well in a way well they're two sides of the same point your yes. channel is you expressing your curiosity right mm-hmm. it's you basically learning out of things and like yeah. i'm gonna talk about them now yes. here's me translating it for millennials and gen z because you don't want to go on it. tiktok you know that's like a lot of my audience i think there's also dead by daylight do you know they actually produce a spin-off dating sim game Yes. I love you know this. I do know this. I, it's <laughs> been pushed to me on t- on Tumblr actually quite a bit. Of course. Yes. But you get to choose dating the different people who yes. are trying to murder you in the normal game. Yes. You now get to date. Well, slasher simps is like a whole genre of Oh, fandom. I did not know this. This is a whole genre of people who wow. are obsessed with slashers and slasher movies like there and then also like their current queen is Megan the the killer yeah, the yeah, killer yeah, doll yeah, obviously yeah, of course um but she is also a gay icon so that yep, makes sense I've seen that apparently the and way she dances and such it's yeah. amazing yeah I haven't seen it but I've seen like the clips floating around the internet <laughs> um so yeah there's a whole genre of slasher simps and it's funny because I'll just be scrolling through the tag and there are people who are like Brahms Hillshire from the boy is amazing and like talking about how great he is uh give me the sweaty wall man all this stuff that's a spoiler wow. sorry um, <laughs> oh it Subcultures. I'm telling you, there are things that I say out loud, and I'm like, how? What? One day I will have to pay for my crimes against humanity. <laughs> the internet's a powerful place, and potentially you're just the adventurer who's trawled broader and deeper than most have. You're like I'm the, Indiana Jones. You're the of cringe. You're the <laughs> internet explorer. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> have you seen? There's this really old Tom Scott video. Where he drops like two symbols and a drum off a cliff. Yes, I have seen that. (laughs) We are very deep in the internet culture. I'm like referencing this. I'm like, did you see the Dead by Daylight dating simulator? Yeah, did you see that one Tom Scott video where he drops a bunch of musical instruments? You're like, yeah, I saw that too. I've been online for forever. You know, like I, when I made my channel when I was like 15, 16, it like I had been already consuming YouTube for so Mm. long. And so when I made it, it was like, I really want to be an actor. And, you know, I had had things where people had approached me, like when I was out with my parents and things like that, it's like, oh my gosh, like I was blonde haired, green eyed. So was my brother that they were like, oh my gosh, like, let's sure get you on stuff. And, uh, it just never worked out because, uh, family trauma. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, okay, well, if I get something on my own without my parents there, then it's like something they can't really say no to. So like, I'll just make YouTube videos to get discovered. Mm. There we go. And they're so cringe. They're very bad. They, they're horrible. They're horrible videos. You can go watch them by the way, go back to your channel. They're still there. Back. I leave yeah. them up there for humility, um, to make me suffer in case my ego ever gets too bad. I just go and watch one of those where I'm like, I have no idea how to edit. So I'm like, okay, let's get started. So to jump into things, uh, so this haunted house, you know, like I had no idea how to cut out that right. span of time. Right. Were you just like, you're just like, I, there was a time where I was literally stopping and starting the camera between every single take. Cause I didn't know. Totally. 
I didn't know what I was doing. And so, and my voice is so different in those videos too, because I'm mimicking the YouTube voice that I've seen other people oh, wait. doing. Wait, can you, what's the YouTube voice sound like? If you were to mimic the YouTube voice, what do you think it sound like? Gosh, I'm trying to think of who I was copying. I think I was trying to sound like Jetta Marbles at the oh, time. And so yeah. I was like kind of doing this thing. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to do my neck, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, yeah. I was doing, I think I was trying to copy her a lot. And then I'm trying to think of who else. I, I'm blanking off the top of my head right now. This was almost 10 years ago. All good. <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't sound like myself. And so yeah. watching those back, I'm like, this is so cringy. And <laughs> well, now almost 10 years later. Yes. With okay. a community that clearly follows and hangs on your every word. Mm -hmm. Do you still one day want to use that more to get into the mainstream or are you like, yes. no, actually. Okay. Well, yes. that answered my question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I don't see myself making the videos I do in five years. Ooh. You know, I don't see myself at 30 years old, you know, translating TikTok trends to people. I just, mm. I really don't see myself doing that. Um, which is why I'm writing, which is why I'm also pursuing acting. I am in acting classes right now. I did have oh. representation mm. and then I left my social media management, which also was representing me for acting. And so I lost that representation. Um, so I'm like redoing my headshots and all that in this year. Cause last year was just kind of a wash for a lot of reasons. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's something I still really yeah, want. Super and exciting. Yeah. So it's something I still really want for myself and I'm taking strides for, and yeah, you know, it's just, I also really want Swell Entertainment, whether it's under the same name or a different name, to become a legitimate media company yeah. and a legitimate production company. Part of me doesn't want to use the same name uh, mm. because I do like Swell Entertainment being a part of my history, not necessarily the history of what other projects the production company would make. Um, because it's one thing, it's like, oh, we put out a movie and then you're like, oh, who's this production company? And then you find a YouTube video of me reviewing a human dog bed, you know? Of course, the duality <laughs> of human beings. Yes, yeah. I kind of like that being a part of my own history versus a part of like the production company, right. if that makes sense. So yeah, I have a lot of plans, a lot of goals. Wait, no, that's super yeah. exciting. And I think it ties back to you said, in terms of how you're feeling, you have a lot mm -hmm. of creative energy. Yeah. There are like so many things you know you want to do. Yeah, it's a matter of time management and making myself right. do them. Book, <laughs> acting, <laughs> growing and handing off swell. Yes. Wait, so I'm mm -hmm. so curious each of those steps. Yeah. So book, like what's the next steps? Like when do we get so to read it? So I have a finished draft right now. It's not finished as in it's no, no one else has read it right now. Okay. I have not allowed. I have, I have a poop draft. I have, I made it exist. I've never heard that term before, but I'm probably going to start using it. A poop draft. <laughs> I made it exist, you know, sure, and now yeah. I'm trying it's to make to being. it. Yeah. And so I'm trying to make it good. And my goal had been to have it uh, the second draft at least done at least so I could give it to other people to get input because wow. obviously once you've looked at it so much your own self, you have to give it to other people to kind of get their own opinions yeah. because it's become like your baby at that point. Um, I am not, <laughs> I didn't even get far enough by the next NaNoWriMo for it to be, I'm like not even halfway through, I think at this point with editing. Okay. Um, and it's not that it's like, it's so bad that I can't get through it. It's just like, I lose motivation. Like it's hard for me to sit down for a day and be like, I'm going to go through yeah. three pages it's of this. Lot. Yeah. And so part of me wants to kind of force myself back into that because I do have writing time scheduled into my day yeah. that I'm trying to, you know, branch out. I'm making, I, I own swellentertainment.com. I'm going to make that a whole Good. separate, <laughs> make that a whole separate thing and have my videos on it and things like that. But I also want to have a blog on there as well because I've been writing on medium for the last year or mm, so. Yeah. And, um, one, I don't like not having control over the ads and right. things like that on there. Makes sense. Um, yeah, the, the more traffic is nice, but like it, they just redid their ownership. So it's like, yeah. Um, 
but I like having the option to kind of write and do nonfiction stuff as far as like follow-ups for videos and things like that, you know, like, Oh, here's the more written detailed review of this. They can't make it into the video because it's not. Do you you script out your videos? You just start talking. Mm, That's really cool. I'm insane. Um, No, it means you just have lots of, Things in your head that need to be said. Yeah, but I also think that's crazy. (laughs) Like, I don't, I think that I I have tried scripting before, and then I get too focused on sounding, making sure it's correct. Oh, so in some way, you need the freedom to be like, it's just a poop draft. Basically, the problem is, is that then I hand it to William to edit. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right, let me make sense of this. Yeah, so um, it's 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 that. There's things that get left out, you know, when I do go off the cuff like that. Some yeah. if there's times where I'm talking about something and I need like figures, numbers, things like that, then I have like sort of an outline of sorts, but I usually don't even have like an outline. I have all of the links that I'm going to talk about on my computer in front of me, and that's really it. You could be a streamer. I know. I ever. I every year I think I'm gonna do a streamer, and then I decide I'm gonna wait till I have a house because that's the next goal, personal goal. Ooh. I'm buying a house. I talked to a realtor. It's OMG. happening. I'm manifesting. Wait, congratulations! Thank you. It's the next 13 months. It's happening. I'm, wait, I've decided. Out of curiosity, yes. when you should, like try to get more or whatever, do they like understand what you do? And I ask, is this a problem we're trying to solve too? Yeah. So um, I actually met this person yeah. through my. Uh, I'm for my acting class. I have a scene partner right now, and she was like trying. She's older, and she was trying to understand my job. Yeah, and oh, so. Like, you make videos. Yeah. yeah, she was like, "Does Marge, our teacher, know about this?" I was like, "I do, but I don't think she likes it." You know, like right. that type of thing. She's actually coached quite a few YouTubers, I believe. That's really. And neat. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I keep it quiet what I do for the most part because it's like. It's not that she speaks negatively about them because she doesn't. It's just like you know, it's it's one thing to you know have. It's a different type of fame, totally. but you're still dealing with a celebrity. She doesn't like celebrities. <laughs> I'm principal. <fair. laughs> you know, she's she's been in the industry for a very long time. She's yeah. seen it all. And so, but I was explaining my job and I was like, yeah, you know, my next goal is like, I really want to buy a house. I'm in my studio apartment. I just renamed my lease, all this stuff. She was like, oh my God, it was destiny that we met. My sister is a great real estate agent. Oh, wow. And so we set up a call. We started talking. She was like, oh my gosh, you'd be like the third or fourth YouTuber that I've worked with. And so they have a personal lender that actually has done a lot of their financing. And so, yeah, very big on creative financing. They actually understand you. That's so neat. Okay, I might follow up with you after. Yeah. Just like learn more and be like, oh, maybe we should work together. Yeah. But that is so cool. Yeah. Also, wow. It's like sometimes you just don't know what life's going to bring you. But if you just talk to people and share what you're doing, your scene partner's like, yeah well I'm I'm very big on like what you put out into the universe like kind of works out to some degree so it's like for example the streamies yeah um, with you guys I told you guys like I had reached out like hey if you guys have openings I'm down like oh yeah submit and then I hadn't heard anything and I told my management like hey let's see what we can do and they were like yeah we talked to the ticket people they don't know if there's any room left and I was like tell them I will stand against a wall like I don't care (laughs) get me in there get me in there (laughs) and so I was like okay I'm just gonna operate as if I'm going and so I I started looking at I had a dress picked out that I had that I was gonna wear all the stuff and then sure enough the day or so before the streamies I got a message from my current concierge who was like hey we have one more seat at our table I was like it's mine (laughs) I love I feel you're so good at that in Mm -hmm. terms of sometimes in life you just need to have the confidence to be ready even Mm -hmm. though it's a low probability you never know and the hustle to make it happen in terms of so many different events you've gone to I've heard you say that just in context for our side so I always wanted you to go right because I was literally like I mean this is like perfect for you right and so I just like made a note in my head Mm -hmm. and like 
I thought I told my team, like, make sure we get one to yeah. Amanda. And then just like, there's like 50 gazillion things I'm dealing with. So I just like forgot about it. Yeah. And it's like three days before or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, by the way, can like, you just like, because I'm not involved in the details yeah. anymore. Yeah. I was like, oh, someone, can you just like send me the list? Mm-hmm. And I looked through, I was like, oh, wait, like, wait, we don't have Amanda. We don't yeah. have on this. I was like, oh, like, can we rent? We can only do it like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. It's like right before, like, I don't know if she's still free, but like someone go text her. Yeah. And that's how it worked. So yeah. It actually worked yeah. out really, really well. Yeah. So the same goes with the house. Like I told, I started telling people like, yeah, I'm renewing my lease. And then yeah. this is the last year I'm going to be in this studio apartment. Cause everyone was telling me to move. Everyone hates where I live. I'm not telling you guys where I live, but like I live in. And <laughs> that was, these mics are really powerful. I'm 95% sure that everyone, they picked that's, it up. That's fine. I'll live. We'll, but, we'll just put a giant. <laughs> but everyone hates where I live. Like my yeah. dad drives by my apartment and is like, I'm a terrible father. And I'm like, I pay for everything. He like looks at, he's like, I failed you as a brother. Yeah. He's like, what am I doing? Letting you live here. And I'm like, oh, I pay for everything. You can't be mad. Is it like dangerous? Yes, but I have a in-unit washer and dryer. I have a... Uh, <laughs> I love how I asked you one question and you said yes, but here's like a bunch of things you okay. didn't ask about that okay. make it okay. So someone was slashed by a homeless man outside my uh, apartment two, but not, three weeks But not ago? in your apartment. No. The building okay. is, itself is very locked tight, you know, which is a very nice thing as someone with anxiety and who yeah. has people in my life who are insane. Um, it's, actually, yeah, <laughs> like literally. Um, so it's nice to have, uh, that, but also like, you know, I, this, the cost and stress of moving would be arguably too much when I'm trying to save for a house. And I, when I moved in, I got a pandemic rate. That's pretty I got great. a really nice rate. That's pretty great. And it hasn't risen that much. So like what I'm sp- paying now, I would not be able to get for this. Even what I have now, I would not be able to get it right. at another place yeah, in yeah. a better That's neighborhood and all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay here. I work from home. It's not like I'm commuting anywhere. It's not like I have to go yeah. walk to my car on the street and I'm going to get stabbed once a week or anything like that. Like I can I'm be glad we're <laughs> setting appropriately high standards here. I know. Right. No, trust me. I've lived in some bad places. Okay, <laughs> fair, that's fair. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, you know, I've moved 16 times in my life, including this apartment. Wow. And uh, that's just because my parents are divorced. So that's between both parents since I was 13, I should say. Yeah. So it's from 13 to 22, 23 is when I moved into my apartment. So yeah, in that time I moved 16 times between both my parents and then, you know, Divorce is incredibly expensive, especially when your parents treat it like a war. So that's fun. Um, And so we moved around a lot, got evicted a few times and all this stuff. There were times where I never even unpacked because I was like, who knows how long we're going to be here. You know, there was times where we lived on my dad's girlfriend's couch for a full year. And so, you know, the thought of moving from this apartment into something that's not what I deem to be my forever home, I don't want to do. Why move more? Yeah. But now, and I have an Indian washer and dryer. Yeah, I love that. It's the first thing you said before everything else. Priorities. Tra- I I've lived in places where I have to go and travel, basically to go to a laundromat yeah. or to go downstairs, downstairs to go do that. And I just Actually, having it there is so nice. I totally get that. The in-unit wash and dryer. I also never experienced that in my life ever. Mm-hmm. And then about four years ago, I was dating a girl who did have it, and mm-hmm. I was like. This is so cool. This is luxury. And it was like <laughs> definitely a factor when I was like, it's not working out. I was like, mm-hmm. but she does have to wash it. But uh, y- like yeah. not actually factor, yeah. but kind of. I was like, oh, but it's really convenient. So. Yeah, you know. And so I'm just like, okay, I can, you know, save this money from moving or whatever, and then put it towards 
a house. Yeah, and so now I decided 13 you're, months. You're getting you're getting a you're getting a place. Like you're Yeah, it's a work in progress. I'm putting it out into the so I'm talking to a realtor. I have uh you know, I know I have my savings, which I'm the smartest thing I've done is like have a save fairly aggressively nice. since the start nice. and also have a whole separate savings account for my tax stuff, my tax money. You're doing it right. Separately. So many yeah. people don't with don't put aside enough money to pay quarterly taxes mm-hmm. and everything. So you, yeah. you've got your shit together. I try. No, I'm impressed. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I decided 13 months is when I, I either want to have a plan. Like I, if I, my dad at one point was like, just move back in with me. I was like, I'm 25. I'm not doing yeah, that. You want no. your own. No, honestly, can we just, I mean, this is like mm-hmm. a huge milestone. Like yeah. you're getting your own place. Yeah. Like most people like don't get their own place to like ages mm-hmm. after. Yeah. No, that's, job. It, it, it's, it's really nice. And you know, the, but yeah, so it's, it's currently February, but yeah, in the next 13 months I decided that's like, I either want to have a place that I know I want that yeah. we're making offers on, or I'm moving into the place in the next 13 months. So. Yay. Okay. Let's yeah. do, let's do one. Okay. three. Yeah. Yes. I'll draw. Okay. And then you'll draw one. Okay. Okay. This is a pretty good one, actually. Okay. Have a let's answer for both of ourselves. Okay. And I'm saying that because I feel very weird if that was the only one that was being answered this. Okay. What do you think I should know about myself that perhaps I'm unaware of? Ooh. You want to answer for me, and then I'll answer for you. Okay. What do you, what you think I should know about myself that perhaps I'm unaware of? I've never gone in. This is like a very long phrasing. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because you Cause have I to think. I think you've. Because one, we, you and I, we've talked a bit, but like this is like the first time we've actually ever hung right, out by right. ourselves. Right, This is why this is like a really hard yeah. question because you not only yeah. have to think about what do I know or think I know about Eric and yeah. then compare that to what do I think Eric thinks about himself. Yeah. It's hard. Okay. Mm, I don't know if this is a good one, but I think it's important. <laughs> All right. Important, but not necessarily good. And I don't know if this is you or like your team too. Okay. Let's so, let it rip. I talk about carrot quite a bit. Oh, thank you. Okay, it gets brought up quite a bit, especially with other creators. Yeah. And so often when I bring up carrot to other creators, the first thing that they tell me, like if I post about the card or something like that, or like, oh, thanks carrot or something like that, I get a DM. It's like, oh yeah, they talked to me and it sounded like a scam. Totally. And so I'm like, oh no, it's like this. Like, and I talk about the card for creators and like what you guys want to do for creators and the banking and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, well, what do you say it like that? It sounds like that sounds cool. Like that sounds interesting. And so I don't Aww. know if you fully know how to pitch yourself for your company. You're you're 100% right. First of all, like, mm-hmm. thank you. That's very, <laughs> very appreciated. No, I love Carrot. It's been yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah. Second, it's, it's actually really, really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, the first product we ever tried during the 2020 pandemic, there's mm-hmm. PPP, which is stimulus yes. money from the government, which is actually forgiven. It's probably the only time in our lives you get a free lunch. Yeah. And depending on your payroll, it could be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So in the very early days, I didn't know what we wanted to do. I knew, I wanted to help creators somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is an easy one. I can go up to YouTubers and be like, I have free money. Would you like some? I'll do mm-hmm. it for you. Couldn't get a single YouTuber to do it. Yeah. Because they're like... Oh, cool. Random guy I don't know yeah. is coming up to me. And he's like, hey, would you like like $10,000, $20,000 in free money? Just like sign up here. Yeah. They're like, thank you, Prince of Nigeria. Please go away and leave me alone. Like I had mm-hmm. some creators. I still have at some point. I'll show you the emails. I have some creators who are like angry at me for like proposing because they thought it was a scam. Yeah. They were literally angry at me for offering this. And I was like, yeah. it's literally, it's actually free money. Mm-hmm. And 
you're not aware of this, but what we're doing isn't even unusual. There's a whole bunch of financial technology companies that are helping businesses get PPP. So it's mm -hmm. not even like we're doing something weird. Yeah. We're just doing it in this space. Mm -hmm. And they didn't trust us. I think it's again, well, I think it's twofold. One, people are always trying to scam creators yes. to some degree. You're like whether the it's most a company. targeted population. Yes, but also I get so many emails from startups that don't know why I should pick them over someone else. Right. You know, everyone, the one thing I hear lately, it's like, oh, we have a great way for you to connect with your audience. That's like a, a way for you to make money as well. And it's like, cool, I have Patreon. I'm very established on Patreon. Yeah. People, my audience is very comfortable with Patreon. What is the value that you are offering me that would warrant me abandoning a complete platform that I've already have an established audience on basically and going over and relearning your platform and convincing my audience that they should follow me over there. And so many people don't know how to do that. And so I think as well, it's like the one thing that I heard is a lot. It's like, I have no idea how they make money with you guys. Oh, There's totally. a lot of people who have no understanding. It's and really hard. I don't even fully know, to be honest with you. Yeah. But also what I've experienced from you guys, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, they're legitimate, you know, at least to that degree. But I don't fully, I just assume you guys have investors. No, we do. So let's, so a few, a few thoughts. Creator companies, mm -hmm. listen to her. Second, <laughs> I, I actually have a friend, he's a OG YouTuber named Peter Hollins. Mm -hmm. And he does a lot of acapella singing videos. He's actually working to put together like a service where creators can advise companies in exchange mm -hmm. for like equity or something. Yeah, people get so mad at me. They're like, you need to stop giving marketing advice and all these like business plans for yeah. free at the end of your and videos. You do this for like, I love it for every event you go to. Yeah, You're I'm like, like, let's fix this. Like, let's workshop no, this. No, but like, so they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. However, there's always two sides to something. Mm -hmm. You get to show that you actually know what you're talking about. And so mm -hmm. like people should actually do this, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm like, I might connect you with him afterwards. Okay. because I feel like I've seen your videos and like the advice you're giving to me is actually really good and relevant. Okay. So first of all, thank you. You're welcome. Second, so we need to figure out how to explain it better. So mm -hmm. there's basically three pieces here. The first one is a financial company. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to build an X square mm -hmm. and we're okay starting with a product that is like the rotisserie chicken at Costco <laughs> where you come on in. We don't need to make profit from it. Okay. We just need to break even because mm -hmm. what do we get out of breaking even? Number one, we're establishing our brand mm -hmm. and in financial technology, awareness and trusting your brand is actually the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And number two, we're building our underwriting model. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I'd be able to offer mortgages to creators at better rates than a normal bank is if I actually have built a model off a set of data having mm -hmm. done it before already. Mm -hmm. And so our card we make a tiny bit of money from the credit card processing fee. Mm -hmm. You may or may not know this, but every time you go swipe a card at a yeah. store, they charge a fee. Why do they charge a fee? Because that's going back to the card company. Mm -hmm. Because the card company says, hey, because people are using my card at this store, I'm bringing you the store business because mm -hmm. people don't have to lug around cash. Mm -hmm. To compensate me for my work, you have to give me 2 to 3% of your transaction back to me. Mm -hmm. And that goes on covering our rewards that we give out mm -hmm. as well as defaults that we have. Mm -hmm. The goal really is just to have a break even. Most cards actually are not that profitable. Chase Sapphire Reserve is a very well-known Chase one. The mm -hmm. first year they launched it, they actually lost $200 million. Mm -hmm. This leads to the second part. So point number one is- Have you guys lost $200 million? We, we do not have $200 million to lose. <laughs> you threw that number out there. I had to be yeah. like, let's see. Well, the funny thing is Jamie Dimon, the head of Chase, mm -hmm. when reporters asked him about how much did he make, and he said, I made negative $200 million. He's like, oh, what do you wish it was? He said negative $400 million. 
Because this goes to the first part is, yeah, like we make some, but it's pretty break even. The second part is Mm -hmm. because you're trying to cross sell them onto other financial products and services. Mm -hmm. So Chase loses money in the card, but they hope you become a Chase banking client. If you become Mm -hmm. a Chase banking client, then they make money off your deposits, Mm -hmm. off of doing your payments, off of lending you money, off Mm -hmm. of helping you with your mortgages. So similarly, I tell creators, yeah, we try to break even the card because I'm going to come to you and be like, do you want other products and services? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Carrot Bookkeeping and Taxes, that's mm-hmm. the first, yeah, right? But we're going to launch more. We're going to launch Carrot Wealth Management, mm-hmm. Carrot Bank Accounts. And the idea is if you already know us, you'll come use our other products. A great model for this is Square. Mm-hmm. Square started with your brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop coffee shop. Come in, swipe your card on a little plastic terminal, we'll process your payments because no one else wants to process your payments because mm-hmm. there's risk of chargebacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And from that, they built a brand, they got out of state, then they launched Square Capital, Square Bookkeeping, Square Payroll, mm-hmm. even eventually Cash App. Mm-hmm. So they start with one product and they expand into a set of others. So the first part is our goal is not actually to make profit, it's to break even. We make a little bit from credit card processing fees that cover everything. Mm-hmm. The second is because I'm going to cross-sell you other products very transparently, mm-hmm. right? And I hope that you go use them and they are profitable for us. Mm-hmm. And I think we can do a better job because we actually understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The third part is, so how do you bridge that divide where you're building all of this stuff out now mm-hmm. and you're not immediately making profit, but you believe long-term it will be? Mm-hmm. That's why you have to raise venture capital. It's very similarly to a social media company like Facebook. They did not want to monetize early because getting users was the most important thing. And at some point when they have the dominant position, then they monetize. Mm-hmm. How do they bridge it? Venture capital. Most financial technology companies, you might be familiar with others like Current or Step, mm-hmm. similar model. You use venture capital to cover those initial areas until you have enough of a user base and enough products to actually be profitable. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we've raised millions from investors because they think we have a shot at achieving this overall empire. Mm-hmm. And I believe in being very intellectually honest. We will probably fail. Like mm-hmm. by definition, doing a startup means you will most likely fail. Mm-hmm. And I still personally believe in this enough that if the odds are still against us, I still want to give it a shot because there's still a chance that it will succeed. Mm-hmm. That's basically the whole description. And it's very complicated. And clearly mm-hmm. we haven't figured out how to express it. And I don't know mm-hmm. how, but that's like yeah. the high level of how do we actually make money and why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I just think that the the battle you guys are up against is that, you know, you're talking with your your, yeah. your customer base is a base who someone is always trying to sell them on something so that they will sell for them. Yep. And so that's where you kind of got a kind of pitch and it's like, no, this is for you guys. <laughs> yeah. And like <laughs> very, very you. openly, yeah. I'm going to sell you other stuff later on yeah. and I hope you'll buy it. Yeah. And also like I have raised millions of dollars in investor money. So mm-hmm. the catch is yeah. expect to be <laughs> yeah, cross sold too. <laughs> I think it's also just like with the current, with social media and the age of information that we are in right now. We are all so yeah. aware of the unicorns crash and burning and yeah. just like look at Quibi that ran, what was it? 1.3 billion? Zillions, billions of dollars. <laughs> yes. And like, that's what, I think that's what people yes. hear and that's where they're like, okay, eventually this is going to happen. What side do I really want to be on? And so yeah, it's really scary. Yeah. That's why I always, people always ask like, Hey, like what if you fail? And mm-hmm. I'm like, probabilistically, objectively, we most likely will. Most mm-hmm. startups will. Mm-hmm. but here's why I believe in what we're doing. And if we fail, here's why you're going to be okay because we'll mm-hmm. transfer you to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. I think any startup founder who just goes out there and is like, yeah, like we're going to get, like they're full of bullshit. 
And so like, what was Sam Brakeman Freed's selling point that he wore sneakers to like major events? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> or like Sam SBF, right? Yeah. Like wrote a lot. He's like, oh yeah, like there's so many scams, but we have like no the most risk. generous billionaire, and yet no one could tell me where yeah. he had given his money. Where I'm like, where are we getting the word generous from? Like, what's yeah, happening? It's insane. And so that's why because we are a startup, right? And mm-hmm. we are doing something new. Whenever creators ask me, so we actually have a lot of creators in as angels and investors, mm-hmm. right? Folks like who were cardholders who organically became angels, uh, like Ludwig, mm-hmm. Graham Stephan, um, trying to think of others like Carter Scherer and mm-hmm. so on, right? And for every one of them, I tell them this is an extremely risky bet. Mm-hmm. But if it's something you're comfortable with from a risk profile, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's generally, for me, this isn't just a company, it's also my own personal reputation of friends. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Be like, oh, hey, if we do something wrong from Carrie's perspective, that reflects on me. Yeah. And that's why very early Like how on, you you didn't want to respond to my Instagram stories or whatever why? because we were dealing with the bookkeeping Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> right. We're, we wanted to bring you on yeah. to bookkeeping taxes. Yeah. And we hadn't scaled it out ready to yeah. bring you on to it. And I just personally felt responsible for that. That's, and that's I, not I, logical, though, you know. But it's how I feel. I but, understand. But here's the reality. As mm-hmm. My biggest nightmare and fear is as Carrot scales... It becomes harder and harder for me to continue growing as a manager to maintain everything in a place where I know everything. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. So that's a long saying. Yeah. I think the feedback is super fair. And to everyone who's saying that to you, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because once I like talk a little bit more, I'm like, oh, no, here's my experience with them or whatever. And I think I also, you know, I I met some of your team at VidCon at like your guys' activation and then bumped into them again at VidSummit and then bumped into you. And I think like that personal element of things like that, like like, I'm a human being. Yeah. A couple of different people (laughs) as well. That sounds ridiculous, but like everyone gets those emails in their inboxes, but that face to face is kind of where like, I guess the magic happens. (laughs) No, because it's like, it's the same thing you said. It's just faceless people commenting on your videos and you got to see, Oh, this is a real human being. Yeah. Yeah. Also, side note, I used to tell myself, no one's a real person until I meet them in two different contexts. So like a teacher, a teacher's not a real person. But no. if I like run into a teacher at the grocery store, then I'm like, oh, real human being. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there was this one instance where my brother and I, we'd both graduated high school and we went into a Taco Bell one time. And our math teacher that we'd both had in middle school was there oh. with his family. And uh, when I tell you, it was almost like a movie moment where we both like flipped our backs to him immediately because we were like oh wait are we gonna get in trouble and it's like i'm 18 what are you talking about yeah but it stays always <laughs> so the secret yeah. reason why i like doing this podcast is actually mm-hmm. i just get to hang out with you oh very nice yeah but like it's you still, did skip answering the question I, about i'm me, gonna though. i'm gonna ask you too <laughs> but i was gonna say because it's like weird and awkward in society sometimes to be like hey just like mm-hmm. come over and get to know each other better yeah no i'm so bad at like making plans with people and also i find that's really hard here in la as well because i have yeah friends who I've known for years who live out here but the thought of like us trying to get together with like traffic and we're we're all spread out so far and all this stuff it's like annoying it's almost it's to, a lot of work yeah. it's like a time commitment just to go and get coffee with someone right but that's why that's why I always wrap it around like let's do pickleball or like mm-hmm. let's do this event here mm-hmm. or, like, it, by the way if podcast. I come to pickleball can I sit on the sidelines and just like cheer because I am so not Absol- athletic <laughs> so first of all absolutely second <laughs> I'll of bring all, donuts to pickleball <laughs> so second of all everyone who comes we literally sit in front of a camera or a computer for like 90% of our lives mm-hmm. like I just 
told you that I like knocked my head against the wall when yeah. I picked up a bottle of water. I've hit this microphone a couple of times during our interview. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, I knocked it too. You're good. Yeah. So like, <laughs> don't, don't worry. Like we're all not very good. That made me check the audio because oh, you stressed yeah. me out for a second. I was oh, like, wait, we should stressed. check. <laughs> but like, yes, of course you yes. can also just come chill. But okay. if it helps, like everyone's super friendly. Okay. It's not competitive. We're all mm-hmm. just like vibing and mm-hmm. such. Okay. Okay. Now okay. let me answer this for you. So. All right. I don't know if you're unaware of it, but mm-hmm. when I met you, I knew you from Swell, your channel. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she makes like really, really funny videos. Mm-hmm. And I feel during the course of getting to chat with you now, I've mm-hmm. uncovered like, wow, not only ha- not, like not only is like your content really good oh, and displays you. like a very smart and cur- curious and like funny POV. Like again, mm-hmm. like I'm sure this you're aware of to some degree, like mm-hmm. otherwise like why the fuck would you people watch you? Do you know I'm what I mean? Loud. <laughs> no, but like, I'm sure part of you acknowledge, like you literally just sit in front of a camera and you're just like talking. So like, yeah. obviously people think you're smart and funny with a cool POV on things or like, mm-hmm. why would they not watch you? So that was mm-hmm. sort of table stakes. But I think like hearing both about your past and the future, mm-hmm. like what you've been through to get to where you are, mm-hmm. like, holy shit, you were a fucking barista making 15K a year. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm going to continue this YouTube grind. Yeah. And it's been... T- almost you know six fucking years seven fucking years but i'm gonna keep doing this Mm. i think people don't realize how hard it is to do something new especially when the positive validation has all just come flood in yeah flooding in and like you did it in the context as Mm -hmm. you mentioned in some tricky family situations and dynamics moving 16 times Mm -hmm. now you still have this really infectious optimistic energy where not only are you like, cool, I'm making it and I'm making it work, but you're also like, hey, and like, I'm going to go buy a house now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue my acting classes and break into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're unaware, but I actually think that's far more inspiring, compelling to me than your content. Aww. I'm like, it's the force of will. It's the optimistic force of will to keep pushing, mm-hmm. even if you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I think you display this not only from a macro perspective of your life, but like literally in a micro perspective, so many events you're not invited to necessarily, but you find your way in because mm-hmm. you kind of go there. You're like, I'm going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's by far the most powerful and cool thing about you outside just your content. Aww. So yeah, I don't <laughs> think you're I, unaware of it. And I took a dig it, at your company. <laughs> no, no. That's another great yeah. thing about you. You're very honest. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that the whole sticking it out for as long as I have and all of this stuff as well, it's like, I get a little like animosity is not the word. I just get a little, I have very little patience for people who are like, they either, okay. You know, um, what's the word when toddlers object permanence. Okay. We're like, if, okay, this card is behind this child, the toddler doesn't see it. So the card doesn't exist. Yeah, Yeah. totally. There are people who have that same belief for, they only see what was popular and they don't think about what came before that. So they look at Mr. Beast say, and they're like, okay, well he spends a million dollars a video. I need to spend a million dollars a video to be Mr. Beast. And it's like, okay, but are you going to sit there and count to a hundred thousand like he did? Which is what he did. We had no money. He just had time. Yes. And the same goes with like me as well, because there are people that I meet who it's like, you know, we're just creators meeting, chatting, whatever. But then yeah. they hear like, I hear them say things. It's like, yeah, you know, you blew up or whatever. Or they talk about me being a woman on the internet and like how that blew up and all of that. And it's like, I was doing this for years for like 400 views a video. And I just did it because I loved making videos and I was, uh, 
my life had become redundant with work, school, home. And I was like, I need something that's just for me. And for so many years, videos were just that. And then, yeah, now my life is, I'm a content creator. I have one of the most fun jobs in the world. If I want to go to Antarctica tomorrow, I can find a way yeah. to do that. You know, that's insane. No other job's going to let me do that really. And so, but even then it's like to get there, there was all this work that took to get there. And like, I have the same conversations with my brother where he's like, I just want to live the life. You are so lucky you get to live the life you did. And it's like, yeah, but Grant, you saw me these years where I was making nothing, where I was having mental breakdowns once a week working as in retail because people were also awful in retail. I would go back to working at the coffee shop. I would never go back to working for yeah, a chain. I <laughs> would never go back to working retail. But, um, you know, and it's like, I, that's why I just have, it sounds bad, but I have like no patience for people who are like, I've been making videos for a month and I am not a millionaire yet. What's going on? And I'm like, I get that you see the handful of people who that has happened sure, to. Right. And that's your frame of reference, but you really got to ask yourself if you blew up tomorrow, can you handle that? You know? Mm -hmm. And like, cause when I did, when my one video did take off and like did go viral, it's now at over 2 million views and all this stuff. Like that's something you always want. I always wanted, I guess you could say when I'm doing it like for those years, but like when it did happen, I was not prepared for the anxiety of having so many eyes on me yeah. at all. And I don't think a lot of people are. Or they think they are because, oh, my TikTok got 10,000 views. So I know exactly what I want. And it's like, I, I worry about these TikTokers too, because people on TikTok are vicious, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm talking in circles. So feel no, free to I, cut me I, off. No, I, I get, it's like <laughs> people don't realize the sheer fucking will mm. to power through something when you're not yet getting all of the external positive validation. Mm -hmm. It has to be a combination if you really do like it, as you said about YouTube. Yeah. And you've got just the holy fuck, I want this and I'm going to put in the work. Yeah. And that's where I also, there's people who it's like, oh, I'm doing this type of video because that's going to make me money. Or like they're, they have no business doing financial videos, but they're doing financial videos because that's where the good ad rates are. And I'm just like, well, okay, let's say hypothetically you're playing this character because so-and-so plays this character. So you're going to mimic their character and you go viral and you decide you need to start making seven videos a week or whatever. At what point do you, how long do you think you can logically keep that up before you go insane from playing this character all the time? Because that's not you, mm -hmm. you know, and you're locked in this niche, this other character of another person for potentially the rest of your life, because that's who you've gotten them used to. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to undo that without losing the momentum that you've built or the audience that you've built even. I talked to so many creators going exactly through that. Mm -hmm. One of the guests who's talked about this openly, Evan, the card guy mm -hmm. is over 15 million followers on his TikTok for magic. Mm. He doesn't want to do magic content anymore. Yeah. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And I think you just actually make a broader philosophical point, even beyond being a creator. It's like, if you don't like what you're doing on a regular basis and you're telling yourself, well, it's going to be worth it because it leads to XYZ outcome. Mm -hmm. Then like what happens when you hit that XYZ outcome and now you're like, I have to keep doing this for the rest of my life forever. Yeah. I, I'm very big on not having goals. I have benchmarks for success. Yeah. And like, so my goal was never to hit 100,000 subscribers. It's like, okay, I'm going to hit 100,000 subscribers and then what? You know, like it's like ladders almost. Like, yeah, it's like different rungs. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is cool, but like, I want to do other things. You know, I don't want, I'm not like, oh, how do you, who do you want to be like? And it's like, I don't want to be like anyone because if I get to that point where in my head, I'm mimicking this person, basically, 
I'm not going to be happy because I know I'm not going to be happy because my life will still not be their life, you know? So it's like, let's do X, Y, and Z, have these little kind of ideas and goals. And like, yeah, one of my, some of them can be stupid benchmarks. Like I wanted someone to steal my photos for a Tinder and catfishes me. And I thought that was someone sent me those photos immediately. You're like, I made it. (laughs) Yeah. They said I was, my name was Megan and I'm from Michigan. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Just like sometimes they can be stupid things like that, you know, like having fan fiction written about you or had that happen yet. Fan fiction? Yeah. Yes, I have. Oh someone I had some that were legitimate fan fictions written about me, and then I had someone who was like, Swall said I'm allowed to make fan fiction about her. So they wrote me like a basically a video script of like me talking about the Omegaverse. And I didn't end up using it when I did make my Omegaverse video, but That's uh, funny. I, I mentioned it in that video. So well, one last question for mm-hmm. you. So Ari the future, all the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's say in like, I don't know what the time frame is, one year, five years, let's okay. say. How do you want to feel? Mm. Oh, gosh. I see. That's the thing, because if I look at my life now and like I can do whatever I want, really, technically, Mm. I have my dog. I have my own space. If I want to paint a wall green, I'm not going to get my security deposit back, but I can paint a wall green, you know, and so like when I think about happiness, like I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I get to do whatever. If I want to write tomorrow, if I don't want to go online for the next week, if I, could I feasibly do that? Yes. Would my channel take a dip? Absolutely. But like there's things I've set myself up in a way that I could really do whatever I want could now. Do it. Um, but at the end of the day as well, I'm coming from a background that was not, that was financially, what's the word? Not financially, financially unstable, but like non-existent financials basically. And so now that I have money and I'm not just financially stable, I'm the most financially independent that I've been in my life. I have more money than I've ever really known what to do with. Right. Those same feelings of like, okay, how am I going to pay my bills this week? All of that, that doesn't, that's still in my DNA. That's never going to go away. And Mm. so I always wonder about like the future of it's like, you know, is there ever going to be a point where I feel like it's enough? Mm. And so I don't know. And that's why I think I save so aggressively as I do now. So I can have a house that no one can take from me. No right. one can say it's like, it's a very like, this is mine. Yeah. It. And it's like, I guess that's where the accusations potentially will come of people being like wealth hoarding, you know, of like all of this is mine. Right. But like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I kind of have just been kind of building up my own stability. And I do worry about that as well because I've gotten so comfortable being alone. Right. So. I don't know. It's very broad going around, but like for the next five years, I don't know. How will I feel? I don't know. I just want to feel like I'm, you know, doing something else past the YouTube channel, you know, because at the end of the day, it does still feel like there's a bit of a hammer over my head with Mm -hmm. YouTube, just with the nature of YouTube and how at any time they can decide I don't get paid that week. I lose my channel this week, you know, Mm -hmm. There's a boss I can't go and talk to basically at the office that we all work in, you know, with YouTube. And so, yeah, I would like, that's again, another reason why I would like to be off of it so that I'm not beholden to an algorithm for the rest of my life. I get that. It's almost, I think both of what you said, like one, that sense of, Hey, you've grown up Mm -hmm. through a number of difficult environments and you've adopted these mentalities and Mm -hmm. you're sort of asking yourself, almost it sounds like, well, Hey, like I'm, by so many measures, I'm successful now. Mm-hmm. And does that mentality change? Like, does it yeah. need to? Do I want it to? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. 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 It's kind of like 
in a sense, it's like perceived freedom versus like what I deem to be freedom, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Super melancholy, dark ending. No, I think it's the <laughs> very true one. Freedom. <laughs> Thanks so much for making time. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. How you I feel? Need a hug? Yeah, we know. <laughs>